0: Hello everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of Brew with Memly And today we are finally going to brew our uh, new limited offering, uh, Potosi XO from Colombia. And before we start uh, digging into the green coffee, a little bit of the roast, and finally the brew, um, I first want to explain why we source that coffee. As you may know, we have um, a mission of of education, transparency. And offering uh, exceptional flavors and associating certain uh, moods and emotions through flavors. Also, we, uh, we thrive to welcome more people towards the specialty coffee world by connecting uh, our coffee flavors with people's hobby and interest. And here, uh, with this coffee, I really wanted a coffee that was different. I wanted to find a coffee that was truly different uh, both in terms of uh, flavor and complexity because I wanted to attract more people towards specialty Uh, anyone who uh, don't drink coffee at all or drink a little bit of coffee will be able to tell that okay this is a different product and that's why I really wanted to, um, to source a coffee like that. Also I wanted uh, to uh, create a coffee that we we can use to celebrate things and usually in celebration we use uh, champagne or some kind of uh, liquor or um, cordials and so I wanted to have it like those little uh, boozy funky uh, coffees but still uh, find uh, clarity and and complexity in a cup. I didn't want to have that funky Fermented uh, fruit notes. So that was really uh, challenging to find those new fermentation uh, process coffee and still have that clarity and uh, complexity. And that's where I came across um, this Colombian coffee from Finca Potosi and produced by Granja La Esperanza. So, a little bit of background about um, this producer and those producers and, and, and farms is that um, they, they have a huge challenge in Colombia. Because of humidity, you usually have quite high humidity and sometimes high um, water activity in the coffee. And this pushes the uh, moisture content to 115 12%, sometimes 125 And at high humidity, well, uh, there's a lot of risk uh, um, of getting mold and moldy notes in your coffee it's really challenging um, for, um, for certain Colombian farmers. Obviously in Colombia you have different regions and every region is a little bit different but here in, in Valle de Cauca which is in the um, western part of, uh, of Colombia closer to the Pacific uh, you have this high humidity. Uh, in Huila or in, in other regions you may have not that kind of issue but to solve that problem, uh, the farmers really um, innovated both in varieties and finding different varieties and and basically uh, creating different lots and in process. And I really enjoy working with uh, producers and farmers that find solutions by uh, testing, looking at what works, what doesn't work and uh, same with the fermentation. So that's why I'm really happy to to, uh, source This coffee and offer it to you guys. A little bit now about um, the um, green coffee. By the way if you want more history about the coffee in our website we have uh, really all the details about the farms and um, the history about the the farming family. So this coffee um, as I say is from Gran Jala Esperanza and the region of Valle de Cauca. The variety is is a bit weird. It's a San Juan variety that has been named by the producer, and it's actually a new hybrid that they only have it in their soil. They did some experimentation, by the, uh, basically, and they mixed Bourbon with Maragogipe or with Pacamara, and uh, this new variety came across with um, higher yield, but also really, really high potential in terms of quality. So that's the one they use. It's a really unique viral. The elevation is about 1,400 to 1,850 meters above sea level. And uh, what is really interesting about this pro- this this coffee is the process. The process here is called XO Natural. XO for extra old. As I said, um, it was really um, an idea to f- uh, from the farmer. Um, to face those challenges, to overcome those challenges, and so they created this XO in honor of the cognac uh, notes and cognac kind of process, where XO means extra old. In a lo- in long you know aged cognac, and so what happened is that after obviously a manual uh, picking process, they uh, they put the cherries in a controlled temperature tank from 48 to 50 ish hours, so a little bit more than a day. So, that's a really really um, precise uh, numbers because it wasn't, it wasn't two days. Uh, it was really uh, between two days and two day and a half because they measured um, the humidity, the, uh, the bricks, the color and, uh, and the acidity, I guess, um, in that silo. And after fermentation, Uh, the coffee is moved to the silo and then moved from the silo and moved to to the drying tables for 28 days. Still with the cherry. So they first uh, have a sort of anaerobic process, anaerobic fermentation in a closed tank for 50 hours. And then they dry once again with the skin for 28 days. This is a really long fermentation. Just to give you uh, a comparison uh, effect, um, our Benko Gotiti natural process Ethiopian is a 21 days um, fermentation. Here it's 28 days drying plus a 50 hours uh, close fermentation and that gives a truly unique flavor. But after that they didn't just um, kind of ship it, they had to to really um, put it as a rest or a reposo, as they, they call it, where um, usually you leave it for one month or two months, so that the um, the organic material inside starts to stabilize. Because uh, green coffee is an agricultural product, it still changes its internal uh, chemistry uh, in storage, in shipping, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But because of this crazy fermentation. Um, they had to let it uh, rest for three months and uh, and even now when I uh, roast it I like to leave it uh, for uh, six days before uh, consuming it so let's oh a little bit about the uh, the numbers Uh, it's a relatively high density um, bean Uh, the beans are quite large not as large as a pacamara but really somewhere between a bourbon and a pacamara so we are uh, in a larger larger side here with a high moisture. Uh, so high moisture here, we are at 11.9%. Uh, so quite high moisture and uh, high density, about 690 grams per liter. Which means we need to apply a fair amount of heat. But there's a, real, there's a huge risk of scorching here because you have a big bin. And uh, it's a sort of natural process or, or a new process. So the way I approach this coffee is really at a lower, um, lower uh, charge temperature. So uh, I started by by using 10% less than my classic natural process Ethiopian, and uh, I applied. I, I did a little soak. For 20 seconds ish and then I apply full uh, full heat on um, in order to hit the following milestone which were um, four minutes green to yellow transition and a first crack around around seven minutes and forty-five eight minutes and uh, develop that coffee for only a minute and ten seconds with a um, stretch meaning the temperature between that first crack and the end of only three degrees. That way I really preserve all the aromas, all those nice um, fruity notes in the coffee while also developing uh, some nice chocolatey uh, taste and uh, kind of balancing out the acidity. Finally in the cup, this is a uh, great great cup of 89.5 points SCA score Uh, We have um, really intense notes of cherry, berries uh, and kind of chocolate liquor. And the acidity is really um, um, boozy, quite tartaric, very juicy. Um, That's why I like uh, resting this coffee for six days after the roast so that you can really have a slightly better, more balanced experience. And the body is really syrupy and, and, uh, and pleasant. All right, let's now finally brew this coffee. So for this coffee, uh, I have two favorite methods, even if you can also make an espresso, but let's start with a pour over. For the pour over, I'm using uh, here a V60, uh, but you can use also a a flatbed brewer, but I kind of like to use a a cone shape for this method uh, because it really highlight that clarity and complexity. Uh, with the flatbed method you may highlight more sweetness and a very pleasant body uh, but here I really want to kind of taste that that clarity that complexity in this coffee so ratio classic 60 grams per liter uh, I'm using a dose of 15 grams with 250 uh, milliliters of water at 203 so very classic um, recipe uh, with classic water temperature. I'm not reducing my water temperature and you're gonna understand why. All right, so I'm wetting my filter. And uh, for my grind size, I'm going to use the same grind size I would use if I did a 300 uh, milliliter brew like a 20 grams 300 ml. So you know the, the, the smaller your, your dose the finer sort of you need to uh, grind right. You cannot make the same coffee if you use 15 grams 250 or, or 30 grams and half a liter. You need to adapt the, 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 the grind size in order to fall in a correct brewing time. Well with this one I use 15 grams and 250 ml uh, but I'm going to use the same uh, grind setting as if I were to brew a 20 grams, 300 uh, mil um, coffee. So slightly coarser than, uh, than the usual. And uh, I'm going to use uh, the uh, the temperature at kind of 94, 204, 203, 204 because I want to have a sort of relatively Faster extraction. Here I want to finish my brew in um, two minutes and 45 seconds. It's a little bit uh, short versus the classic three minutes. It's very um, common for 15 grams and 250. And the reason why I'm using 203 degrees Fahrenheit in my water is because I'm going to pour I'm going to make four pours if I remember correctly and using hot water will make your brew um, drip faster and uh, so, so because we use hotter water I need to kind of break down the pouring pattern so that it falls into a 2 minutes 45 because if I just do one long pour I may finish in 2 minutes and 10. And this coffee, as I uh, explained earlier, has this boozy uh, effect. So, I don't want to, to really get this um, under, extraction, under extraction from this coffee. Because this coffee is really, really great when you find a correct balance between acidity, sweetness and body. But if it's really too low in your bring time or too short, um, you will get that nasty... Um, Acidity. So I'm, I'm, I'm basically going to extract more by pouring uh, more which creates more agitation at hotter temperature. Why do I don't just grind finer? Uh, it works as well uh, except that when you grind finer you may first clog, have a clogging effect and second um, you, you will get also more of those chocolatey uh, notes. And here I'm looking for a balance, but it, it works perfectly. Uh, it's just a matter of preference here. Okay. 16 grams, 15 grams sorry and we are going to start our first pour of 50 grams five zero. 0 quite fast I like using fast um, pour to create that agitation so here I pour my 50 grams in three seconds and I wait for 30 seconds until I pour 70 grams to hit 120 grams. Why do I like fast pour? Um, it's because it creates the agitation and, uh, and, and the extraction as well. Uh, so Sometimes using a lower temperature but with a very aggressive pour can uh, can create that. Alright, so all my pours are within five seconds. And sometimes that depend on your kettle. The fellow kettle are are really beautiful. However, it's quite hard to pour fast. So for this one, I'm using a Bonavira kettle where I can pour uh, super quick. At one minute, I'm going to pour 65 grams, which will take me to 185. All right. And at one minute and a half, I will do a center pour, a quite slower pour now um, until the end. So, be- why? Because the first pours, um, when you pour fast, you really create that agitation. Now, the last ones, you see that there's, there's, there's already some water. So, it won't really create a huge uh, effect here. So, one minute 40, 30, 40. I'm just slowly pouring in the center until I reach 250 grams. I was saying the first pours, the first the bloom plus the next one. It, by pouring fast, it kind of create that agitation and that extraction to make sure that all the the, the grounds are wet. And the following ones, they kind of you know just uh, just there to fill um, the the, the job sort or of. So I'm just pouring in the center slowly so that it doesn't create much agitation uh, because uh, if you make too much agitation at the end um, the fines may find their way to the bottom and create that clogging uh, annoying effect so um, I like I like a lot of agitation in the beginning and and very very uh, soft uh, pour in uh, at the end. Ideally I I would like to try to use two different kettles uh, probably the a, a Bonavira in the beginning and the Fellow at the end, so that the Fellow has a more gentle uh, pouring approach versus the Bonavira where you can really be aggressive. And we're reaching 240 here, 245. Here we go. So here it's about 250. It's 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 all right. And um, and then I like to let it sit for another two minutes before. We uh, we sip on it. And what you can smell first is really an intense, really intense um, berry and chocolate aroma. It's a really pronounced uh, milk chocolate notes here. And uh, in your nose, it's going to be uh, really, uh, really uh, intense. And then let me get a cup. It's a very addictive, uh, addicting um, coffee, because you you can drink it uh, without realizing that you're drinking coffee, and finish super sweet as well. Mm. Oh wow, it's a bit hot now, but I still have like a very intense cherry and berries and chocolate in the finish. And that's where the acidity is really beautiful here. By using this technique, I can really uh, balance out that boozy um, uh, tartaric acidity. Some people don't really like that. Um, but I feel like um, brewed properly and balance it out with the sweetness, um, that really create a great, great cup of coffee. So when you have those coffees, um, like those Ethiopians, Kenyans, or the more natural process, and especially this one, which is an XO natural. The job is really to balance out the acidity, which can be a little bit tartaric, a little bit, um, depending on the coffee, the grade, uh, fermented. Uh, balance it out with the sweetness and finding the right ways to extract enough material. This is uh, with a classic recipe, we have an extraction of 21% which is quite in a, in a higher, uh, higher end. It's because when I try to make it at 18%, which is usually my, my, my preference, um, it's really, really over um, acidic, which is not, not disgusting. But I always want to strike the balance between acidity and sweetness. And uh, that's also the reason why I'm, I'm using uh, 203 degrees instead of 199. Usually for natural process, you want to use slightly a colder water than uh, your regular recipe but here I'm um, actually actually want more uh, from this coffee more sweetness so I'm using a, a higher temperature than for a natural process. Mm. It is absolutely a unique unique coffee and uh, if you have any friends or any family member that doesn't drink any coffee they will love that one because it is first different. And that's what all we want to do this year is to cultivate the difference and cultivate innovation and uh, creativity by sourcing um, innovative process, innovative uh, farmers with still our our mission of education, transparency and flavor uh, profiles. And this coffee, so I did some pairing with this coffee, it works extremely well with dessert. It really holds towards, holds the flavors when you pair it with chocolate dessert or like honey dessert, some heavier dessert. Um, in terms of fruits, strawberry, plums, Peach. Uh, I, I kind of like the, the, the pairing it does with plums and peach, so stone, more stone fruit-like. With strawberry, it it, it pairs well. It's just um, quite uh, in the acidic part. Uh, if you're a liquor fan, uh, liquor fan uh, whiskey, brandy and sake uh, works well with this coffee. Interestingly, the savory pairing is, is absolutely delicious with arugula and olive. I know it's weird. But uh, it shares a lot of similar uh, aromatic compounds. And uh, for nuts, my favorite are um, pistachios and almonds, but I'm leaning towards pistachio um, that works really well with um, the body and uh, the complexity of, of this coffee. So, to sum it up, we have here a unique coffee that um, showcases um, very intense flavors of cherries, berries. And chocolate liquor. Uh, it has a quite high um, amount of sweetness and acidity, and presents a syrupy body with some boozy effects. Boozy effect it means everything and nothing, uh, but it's kind of the best term I, I found to describe um, the, um, the mouthfeel and the acidity of this coffee. Um, it's produced by Cafe La Granja Esperanza. Uh, in their farm Potosi XO, and as I said it's an XO natural process where they fermented the coffee for 50 hours before drying it for 28 days. I roasted this coffee pretty on the lighter side, even if it looked darker. Uh, that's mostly because it's an extended um, a natural process. And uh, on the brewing side, um, don't be scared of using higher temperature than, uh, than a classic natural process in order to strike the balance between acidity and sweetness. Next, I will brew the same coffee uh, in another podcast, but using an e slash jezve. Thank you very much and see you next time.